Thank you for listening to another episode of Zevo Talks. This month we are joined by Sinead Kelly. Sinead is a self-help coach and nurse. Today we look at stresses that women experience, burnout and how setting boundaries can make such a big difference. After graduating coaching psychology at UCC, Sinead became a self-help coach. Her aim is to support busy professionals to take change and embrace their own health and wellness. Thank you for joining us today, Sinead. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for having me today. And um, will we start off and just if you could tell me a bit about your own background? Yeah. Um, so as you said, my background is as a registered nurse and that is since 2004. Most of that experience is in occupational health. And that means that I looked after the health and the wellness of employees in corporate settings. So now as a self-health coach, I combine my nursing experience with my own self-development and coaching psychology that I did in UCC Cork to help my clients to embrace and take charge of their health and wellness. And I do this from Cork, Ireland, as well as over Zoom. And there's four interconnected pillars to my self-health work, which are sleep routine, eating healthier, moving more. And my largest pillar is stress management. And I personally love variety. So my work is split between people who come to me themselves for personal coaching and my work in the corporate sector where I do health coaching with leadership to improve their performance by increasing their energy levels and resilience. And I do webinars and I do in-depth six-week workshops on health behaviour change with employees. So that's me. And can I ask, why do you think um, the stressors that are experienced by men and women are so different? Well, I think men and women can have very similar stress triggers um, and it can be very subjective, obviously, stress. So one person's stress may not create the same response in someone else. So sometimes stress is due to a very obvious cause, like it could be something big like moving house or there's illness or injury in, in your household or a built up of work. But more often what I see is an accumulation of things, of lots of things, not one big thing. And we can start to feel overwhelmed and overstretched. And so a contributing factor to this can be caused by people pleasing, which is an area that I see more in women than in men. And there was a study done this year in America that backs this up as well of what I see myself in that those who were identifying themselves as people pleasers were uh, 56% of women. So now that's on a spectrum, of course, with some women saying that they are absolute people pleasers. They're (laughs) they're on the higher (laughs) extreme of it and others saying that they somewhat people please. So Mm. 76% is a lot compared to 42% of men. So a big part of people pleasing is generally putting other people's needs before their own. So they're often neglecting their own physical and mental health as everything else just seems too important. So something that I would do with clients is work on boundaries, which can be a great way to get more balance and improve stress levels 
for women with a tendency to people please. So when these women start to say no to others, they start to free up time and energy for themselves. Interesting. Can I just, you speak about boundaries and how important they are. How would you describe boundary setting to a person who have no concept of what that would actually look like in their own day-to-day life? Well, I, I think first it's important to identify if, your boundaries are a source of stress for you so um some things that that women can say um is that they feel like they're juggling so many things at once that there's too many commitments from their work life their family life and maybe even socially so looking after yourself ends up at the bottom of a pile of growing to-do lists so you might feel frustrated and overwhelmed and just generally drained and so a big part of the problem might be saying yes too much to others and an example of this could be you know your manager asks you can you work late tonight to get this task done you say yes but internally you might be feeling really bad about this because you've already arranged to meet a good friend tonight and uh, you don't think that this task is that urgent that it couldn't wait till the morning but you say yes because you feel like you should and a good employee would do that. So other times you might not even be directly asked a question or or asked to do something. You actually throw yourself into volunteering into something. Um, And an example that I've seen with a few clients is where, you know, maybe an email or a text goes out to all the parents in the school about organizing something and you take it upon yourself that you feel it's your responsibility to step up and say yes, which is great if that's what you're you're interested in. But if you're already feeling overwhelmed and you already have a lot of things going on and you're adding now to your to do list um, and you could be actually really dreading having to do this, but you've Mm. put yourself in the firing line as such or Perhaps you you do things where there there a question wasn't even asked of you to do something. So I see it sometimes with people where they work through their lunch break because they feel it's expected. Nobody has asked them. That mm. question has not gone out to anybody, but they feel like they should be doing it. So it's this kind of feeling of I should be. Um, and so when we are asked to do something that's not in our own best interests, and we choose to say yes, and we do the request anyway, we have then prioritized the other person's needs over our own. So to answer your question, boundaries are the limits and the rules that we set for ourselves within various relationships that we have. So you may have assumed that boundaries is a rule for the other person, but actually the boundary is for you. It's not an ultimatum for the other person it's what we are going to do regardless of how the other person reacts because we can't control what the other person does we can control our own actions however so boundaries are not about controlling other people they're about Mm -hmm. having um a boundary for you about what you're comfortable with what you're happy with and what you are going to do um regardless of what the other person um does yeah it's interesting there when you said about the kind of like a parent getting the text sort of thing like even 20 years ago phones and technology weren't at the same stage so it probably didn't follow people as much as it does now like now everyone has their phone beside them at all times with email 
the WhatsApp groups, everything like that, it probably does kind of the challenges that were there already. It's just emphasized now it's probably harder for people to get that balance. Absolutely. And so it's having a boundary for yourself, even outside mm. of relationships about how much, how accessible are you? Um, and is it that you turn your phone off at certain times of the day? Do you mute certain WhatsApp groups so you're not getting notifications all the time? Um, and and keeping the things that are actually more urgent turned on and the things that are low priority, like maybe Facebook notifications. Do mm. you need to get an alert about a, a Facebook uh, notification? So really looking at how accessible are you to everybody? And, yeah. and so that goes beyond specific relationships, but it's it's even the connection to your phone itself. Yeah, like it's probably the sort of thing of it's actually it's harder for you to implement it to yourself and stick to it yourself than it would be to tell someone else to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask, how do you think a lack of boundaries and I was saying, yes, contribute to stress and Im- can impact our health in the long run? Yeah. So if we're always saying yes to other people and their requests it can lead to feeling overwhelmed and being burnt out and a very common um, emotion that people will feel when um, when their boundaries need to be worked on is feeling resentful that's a real signifying emotion Um, and whether that's at work or at home or, or somewhere else so what we're what we're doing is that we, we don't have enough time or energy for our own self-care. So that could be um, around getting a walk in or some kind of exercise. Um, we don't have the time or energy to um, eat healthy and to have time to ourselves to just rest, to meditate, mm-hmm. to maybe go to bed on time because we're kind of we're doing things into the evening um, even having fun. So when we give so much to other people, there just is no time or energy for ourselves. So when we start to say something other than yes, we can reclaim some of that time and energy back. And not only physically, but also from a headspace perspective, you know, we have less things to kind of plan out or worry about. And that means then that we're able to uh, focus more, we have better sleep, um, and we generally feel just more balanced. Um, A concept that really struck me uh, when I was uh, learning about boundaries was that when we say yes to someone else, there's the consequence of saying no to something in our own lives. So when we say yes, we're also saying no to ourselves. Um, we're saying no to quality time with our family, um, playing with our kids, you know, um, or going having a date night with our partner. Um, no to um, going for a yoga class or cooking a healthy dinner or maybe even eating at all that day. Um, no to doing some journaling or no to hobbies that we love or um no to just generally relaxing so it's taking something from you when you say Mm. yes to other people and you're not happy about saying yes 
yeah, I suppose it's that expression you can't um, you can't give from an empty cup. Absolutely. Self awareness is a core component of optimizing health and well being. Gaining clarity around personal needs, preferences, and boundaries helps to manage daily stressors and life demands. Whether financial, relational, work-based or environmental, it is vital to recognize how common stressors can impact our physical and mental health if left unchecked. Oftentimes, self-care can gravitate into becoming another to-do list, leaving people burdened by a sense of needing to do specific things in order to be healthy. By gaining an understanding of the benefits of a self-care routine, you will see positive steps in all areas of your life. Zevo Health has a number of self-care trainings that will assist your organization maximize well-being. Contact us today to start your workplace well-being journey. www.zevohealth.com What do you think would be the boundaries and the different types of boundaries that people would hold? Yeah, so we, we tend to have three different types of boundaries. Healthy boundaries, rigid boundaries and porous boundaries how i like to picture these to give you a visual mm-hmm. is that healthy boundaries it has a is a fence with a gate and you can open that gate and invite people in whenever you feel comfortable but you can also close it whenever you don't feel comfortable letting people in mm-hmm. rigid boundaries your gate is pretty much always locked and shut you're you're keeping people out <laughs> and you don't invite anyone over porous boundaries which are the the ones that um that I'm basically talking about at the moment um when you find it difficult to say no that's when your gate is is pretty much always open so people are coming and going as they please whether you're comfortable with that or not so that's kind of like a little visual that I have for it um but to kind of go deeper into it rigid boundaries are you know you know these people because they they generally have a wall between themselves and other people so they kind of avoid close relationships um and you don't really get to find out too much about them or their inner world and they're very unlikely to um to ask for help or to give help so and they can be very inflexible with their own boundaries that's why they're called rigid boundaries so um it it could be something like you know I don't I never mind my brother's children so in the event of let's say there's a family emergency and the kids need to be minded they may not uh, move on this rule because they have a rule that they don't mind their brother's kids for example Mm. now if we have porous boundaries that's the absolute opposite and that's where most people will sit uh, that I'm talking to today. So they have difficulty saying no. And um, when they do say no on the rare occasion, they feel very un- uncomfortable with that because there's this fear of being rejected. So we're kind of dependent on other people's opinions and our self-worth is kind of entangled up in other people's opinions. So that can lead us to people, please, and maybe even strive for perfection. So we can do this because we're playing into expectations of what a, a good wife, a good mother, a good employee looks like, rather than figuring out what actually resonates for us as individuals. 
So, you know, you might be playing into the the good wife who, you know, looks after the kids and cleans the house. But actually, maybe what resonates deeper for you is to be the main earner and provide security to the family. Like maybe that's something that you would rather be rather than the expectation of mm. what you should be. So people with porous boundaries are likely to be fixers and helpers and rescuers for example so then when it comes to healthy boundaries um there are people who are comfortable saying no they're also comfortable when other people say no to them they can accept that other people uh, can say no and um and we can actually have a mix of all three type of boundaries so you might actually um at work you could have healthy boundaries but then when you're a family you could have porous boundaries and then in romantic relationships you could have a mix of all three so we we may not be purely fitting into one box we may actually mm. have a mix of a few different types of boundaries but obviously working towards healthy boundaries it helps us to respect other people's People. boundaries too which helps us in our relationship. So if I respect my own time, then I'll be more aware of respecting other people's times, uh, time as well. Interesting. I was actually, I was wondering when you were speaking there, was it very rigid to you're particularly a porous person or you're particularly, because I was kind of thinking like there will be situations where you'd probably be, you'd be less likely or more likely to, to shift absolutely yeah so we can be a mix of all three i tend to find that people um are more one than the other uh mm. i've yet to meet somebody who is kind of like equal amongst all yeah. three <laughs> <laughs> but we tend to kind of gravitate towards one or the other in general mm. but we can have a mix of them absolutely yeah would you have any like basic tips that would help people to improve their boundaries? Because some people probably having boundaries in place would be a completely foreign concept. Yeah, um, I have two tips. So firstly, if you never say no and almost compulsively say yes as soon as someone asks you something, um, well, then the first thing is to start to figure out what do you mind doing and what do you not mind doing when it comes to helping out other people? This is really difficult when you're not used to thinking about yourself first. So mm. what can be helpful is to keep in mind your comfort levels with your time, your energy, your money, because sometimes it can involve somebody asking mm. you for money <laughs> and your values. So you might love to help someone by making them a meal because you love cooking and you're um you're just adding a bit extra to a meal that you're making anyway but you might absolutely hate to help someone by driving them to an appointment because you're a nervous <laughs> driver and it's going to take up a lot of time so it might require you actually going back and thinking about scenarios where you especially felt resentful towards someone where you kind of felt like they were taking advantage of you and and figuring out why did it annoy you so much is it because I hate driving actually so it's not that we stop helping people we continue we absolutely need to continue to help people but we do it in a way that is um resonates with us and that works for us um the second tip then is to replace saying yes with let me think about it 
And this can take a bit of practice. So you won't remember it the first time, but if you keep <laughs> reminding yourself, let me think about it, say, let me think about it, because you're in automatic mode, you'll, mm. you'll say yes. Um, it can be, it can be very confrontational to say no, it can feel like it is. Yeah. And then, and then go silent and say no more, you know, <laughs> so I'm not suggesting you do that. So mm. saying something like, let me think about it. It's such a powerful phrase because um, you you might feel like you're put on the spot and you, you may not even be sure. Is this thing that they've just asked me to do? Is this a problem or not a problem? Like, I'm not even sure because I'm not used to thinking about it this way. So you can go away and then think about it and consider it and see, all right, do I actually want to do this or or not? And eventually other people will start to get the message as well that you don't always say yes, because people already know if you're a yes person, they know that. And so, you know, in a work sense, they might always be coming to you because you're the one that always says yes. So you're also giving the message to other people that you're you're going to actually stop and think about it. And you're not going to straight away say yes to everything. And how would you go about setting time for yourself and minimizing stressors in your own life? Um, I think besides what we've already talked about in terms of of um, starting to say, let me think about it and, and that it's to take small amounts of time to look after your needs. We always start when we're when we're trying to make changes we can make them way too big like it's it's ridiculously big and it's never going to work and we're never going to stick with it so to me it's small gestures where you are allowing yourself to be a priority too because we can always say well the kids are my priority or whatever yes the kids are your priority that doesn't mean you can't be a priority as well. Like, why does it have to be either or? Like, we also need to be a priority. And in fact, when we prioritize ourselves and our self-care, we're better able to look after the kids and, and everything else. So it starts by asking yourself, what would give you some energy? What would feel good? And so it could be things like um, sleep. So getting enough sleep. So our ability to cope the next day is better um exercising so that you're um you can use that time to socialize with other people as well as it being a great way to reduce stress hormones in the body such as adrenaline and cortisol that can be running around and increase it, it increases endorphins uh which give you a positive sense of well-being as well as actually loosening out the physical feelings of stress in our body. You know, we tend to collect stress in certain parts of our body, mm. like our, you know, our shoulders and our, and our neck. So by exercising, we're actually loosening out some of that tension. Um, we can do some stress relieving activities that might only take two to five minutes. We, we don't need to set aside 30 minutes to do something. It could be deep breathing you know, that we're doing to relax the mind and the body and bring you back into the present moment. And it can help give you some perspective on your stress and what's actually really important to you. Um, maybe it's a particular hobby, yoga, Pilates, you know, going for a walk, I find it's a fantastic stress reliever for me. Like if I'm in a bad mood and I go for a walk, <laughs> I always come back <laughs> a different yeah. person. Um, <laughs> If you have a lot of things on your mind, 
writing it down, like getting it out of your mind and, and putting mm-hmm. it down on paper, whether that's a to-do list for tomorrow or is it actually something's happened during the day and it's kind of annoying you and it's it's staying with you, reflecting down in a journal and kind of processing it. Um, and, you know, things like resting, you know, and what is resting to you? And how can you get good quality rest? Because I could sit down for an hour in front of the TV in the evening and yes, that's technically rest, but I would get more quality out of a 10 minute meditation, you know? So looking at the quality of the rest that you're getting. Um, And then fun because everything is so serious in our lives. You know, our (laughs) jobs are so serious. We're busy adulting and parenting and whatever. And so putting in a bit of silliness and a bit of fun and to lighten up in some way. Um, and I, people are probably sick of me as saying that I always dance around the kitchen when I'm making the dinner, but I, I genuinely <laughs> do um, because it feels good. And so it's it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. It, you know, you might look stupid, but if it feels good, why not do it? You know, so, um, yeah, those would would be my my top tips, I would say everyone's just busy 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 and there's no fuck time to actually just like step back and like what do you actually enjoy doing and actually like make you happy <laughs> yeah and that that could be a hobby or something and I hear so many times like people will say you know I really enjoyed art in school but then you know I, I did really bad in my leaving cert in art and it that was it that was the end of art you know and I don't yeah. I'm not creative <laughs> or whatever it doesn't matter if you're good or not is it like if you enjoy it and it feels good. Like, why wouldn't you do it? You know, but we tend to be very um, judgmental of ourselves and uh, that it's not perfect enough and it's not good enough or whatever. But if it feels good, you know, um, yeah. why not? Yeah, like I like to dance around in my kitchen as well. I'm a Beyonce. No, but I do it anyway. Yeah, so when I'm dancing around the kitchen, I try to involve my four-year-old as well in, in on it. She, so she, she's kind of getting used to it now as well. And um, she doesn't judge me on my dancing. Um, I think one question that's kind of always interesting to ask as well for people. Um, are there any books or podcasts or anything that you'd recommend, particularly on people like setting boundaries in their life or just books that you think people could kind of would help and kind of make them up their, make themselves a priority in their own life? Yeah, I I think when it comes to the general public um and boundary books on boundaries, I have found it very difficult to be honest to find okay. books. Um, the one uh that I do think is good, and actually when I was talking about the three types of boundaries, I was basing it on this book, which is um set boundaries, find peace, and mm-hmm. that's by an author called Nedra Glover Tawab, and um. You can find bits about boundaries in various kind of self-development type books. So one, there's a chapter on boundaries in uh, Dr. Nicole LaPera's How to Do the Work. Um, And I like that chapter on on boundaries Mm -hmm. as well. So they'd be the two that I would suggest for general public. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That kind of brings us to the end of today. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us today, Sinead. Thanks a million, Michelle, for having me. And thank you to you, the listener, for joining us today. Sinead, I really enjoyed our conversations. Stresses are a part of life, although it is reassuring to hear that we can take steps to minimise the stress we experience in our lives. Thank you for listening to another episode of Zevo Talks. Until next time.